0: Hello and welcome to Expired XP, a podcast by Twitchy Max and Viking. In return for listening to this podcast, we promise to introduce you to old games that are new to you, introduce you to some facts and hopefully entertain you along the way. We will also throw in a healthy dose of nostalgia, which has been proven by science to be good for you. Every week, we talk about past games from across the eons, all the way back to the dawn of time, in the 1970s. We'll interview guests from the industry and explore what inspired them to get into games. Useless Viking and I will talk about our own experiences and we'll have fun along the way. At some point, we might get some listeners, and if we do, we'll take on your suggestions to talk about your games. Welcome to the Max and Useless Viking podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Expired XP. We have a specific subject to talk about that my colleague Useless Viking is very interested in and he really wants to talk to you about. So what are we talking about before we get into our game?
1: Yeah, look, I'm I'm hot on this because... We, we've all experienced the failure that is video games being turned into movies. Like, there have been very few
0: good ones. I Street think there, Fighter was awesome.
1: There are a few. There are a few. I did say there were a few good ones. you mean Mortal Kombat?
0: No, I mean Street Fighter. The Street Fighter movie. Which Street With Fighter With Kylie Minogue. Oh. Minogue? Oh, Minogue.
1: Wow. Minogue. Kylie, I apologize if you're listening to this, which I know you are. Richard doesn't know what he's talking about. He can't even pronounce his surname. You're right, that was... I'm a- more concerned that you don't know what Street Fighter is. No, I know what Street Fighter is, the video game. I had no idea there was a movie with Street Fighter, but that could be With Van Dam. I feel like you and I have to watch it together no, we've now. just lost all credibility. No, dude, that's... This has w- got to be like... Can ec- I just say, that's... This has
0: is- got to be episode, like, 159 of the podcast that we hope no one listens to. <laughs> because I can't <laughs> say Kylie Minogue properly, and you have no idea what What's Street, Street Fighter the movie was.
1: No, I, so I remember the original <laughs> Mortal Kombat movie, which was interesting Mm. and obviously there have been a lot like that that have been uh, interesting what is happening is there's this slew of TV series that are coming out based on video games Mm. and what I really wanted to see here I wanted to pitch this to you as a which one of these do you think you'd watch? And what would be the motivation to watch it or not watch it? Right? Okay. So I'm going to I'm gonna start off. I'm going to name the ones that are currently in production. These are not movies. These are just the TV shows. They're also movies in production. As far as I know, they're both. But I'm going to start with just TV shows in this episode. We might do one on movies later on. But, All right. Bubble,
0: bubble.
1: <laughs> bubble, bubble. <laughs> um, so the first one is not dissimilar. Apparently, there is an Angry Birds Summer Madness TV series happening. So... How do you feel about that? A. Have you played Angry Birds? B. Would you watch a TV show about it? A.
0: I have a long relationship with Angry Birds. I played it when it first came out. B. I've seen the movies, and the movies. The first movie is actually really good. Um, wow. It's a kids' yeah. movie. Okay. It's a kids' yeah, movie, yeah, right? And it's and actually quite good fun. So that makes I sense. I do have four children. Yeah. And there is a great. There's a great bit in the first movie where they find some fresh water for the first time in ages and they're swimming in it and they're drinking it and they're loving it. And then the great eagle turns up and uh, he pees it, and he gets up in the morning and he pees in, in the lake that they're at or the oh, that's pond. That's great. And they realise that they're actually swimming and they're drinking this pee. eagle's pee. So there's some funny humour in there, right? So I do uh, like Angry Birds now. It's a little bit commercial.
1: So you would probably watch it together with,
0: with your boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. I'd watch it with the boys, and they, and they'd enjoy it.
1: And and so that I think that's a good example of where it can work, right? Because yeah. it's it it fits its format. It's animated. This yeah. is clearly animated. It's not live action, so that makes sense that you would watch. So I'm going to throw the second one at you then. Arcane. Okay. Arcane doesn't say a lot for you right now but it will when i tell you that it's based on the world of league of legends so it's an animated series again the title is arcane uh, it is going to be on netflix never so how do you feel league about of, that Never not played
0: league of legends um i'm curious because it's probably something i've missed if they're making a tv series out of it it's probably interesting but i don't have an opinion
1: yeah I've so you might not watch it here's yeah. one that i've I'm I'm really keen to find out. Assassin's Creed is coming to Netflix. Live action show. Not interested. Wow, okay. Actually, I I like
0: the game. I enjoyed Valhalla, which is the only Assassin's Creed I've really played. Yeah. Uh, To a point you enjoyed it, right? Yeah, to a point I enjoyed it and then I got bored. Yeah, like me, yeah. So TV series, not like Kane. The movie, though, the movie was... uh, Didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. It it was just a generic sci-fi-ish movie. It didn't really grab me. Did it feel like Assassin's Creed,
1: um, which is mainly supposed to be set in the world that you're in, and then small outtakes into the future world, the future. or was it the other way around? Or
0: it was—I seem to think it was fifty-fifty. I might have got that wrong. Okay, but that but the, even that the problem was when I was playing Valhalla. I really disliked the present-day stuff. I liked being the Viking. And yeah. I mean, pulled out of that all the time. I felt quite jarring in the game. Yeah, I think it's kind of the same in the film. You kind of—you don't know which character to follow. No. And so, in a TV series, it, it might be a little bit different, but it it could be quite confusing. Yeah. So, uh, jury's out on that. I'm one probably I'd to watch
1: it. I'm probably kind of like I'd watch. I'd watch an episode or two, or at least see what the reviews of the season are, because I'm assuming it's not going to be episodical. I'm yeah. assuming they'll release the season in one go. Yeah. So, I'd be keen to see a few reviews to say, does it hit the mark or not? But let's continue on. This one's a bit, a little bit of an odd one. So, Brothers in Arms is apparently getting a
0: live action show. Is that a game? I thought that was a Dire Straits album. Brothers
1: in Arms was also... Yeah. Well, it was also a TV series already, which I don't really understand, that Steven Spielberg did after he did Saving Private Ryan. Right. Literally called... I've got the... uh, Sorry, Band of Brothers is
0: what I'm thinking. Band of Brothers. But
1: this Brothers in Arms and Band of Brothers feels...
0: Like you're on a tangent of the same it's, show. Yeah, I've so, completely gone over my head that I have no idea what that is.
1: No? Okay, cool. Fair enough. Laser Hawk, a Blood Dragon remix. So basically this is a six episode anime Far Cry spin-off that is supposed to come to Netflix as well. So it's based off uh, Far Cry's 3's expansion called Blood Dragon, which is kind of like a synthy kind of 80s retro add-on that they did. Sounds so
0: how quite you f- niche. Yeah. Is that them trying to be a bit Stranger Things, do you think?
1: I think it's anime Stranger Things.
0: Right. Okay. Potentially.
1: Yeah, yeah, could be. Would you watch something like that? Based yeah, maybe.
0: On Far maybe. Maybe, yeah.
1: Okay, there's also a Castlevania spin-off coming to Netflix.
0: Yeah, I tried to watch the... um Because uh, there was a Netflix graphic novel adaption. Sorry, if you can hear that, we've got a dog chasing its tail in yeah. the corner. Yeah, sorry, I you do have animals and they
1: are all absolute idiots. And he's looking at me now that I said that he's an idiot, but that's all good.
0: Oh, his ears dropped when you said that. Oh, Yeah so, so sorry, far I've, cry. I've tried to get I tried to watch the Castlevania graphic novel but I didn't get all the way through Oh, it. Castlevania yeah, yeah. The, the adaption so I'm not I'm not too sure about that one either okay
1: no I, I, I'm i kind of with you on that I, it got really good reviews and it does look really cool and stylish but I'm just not sure I'm into it Cuphead the show
0: ah <laughs> ha <laughs> yeah Cuphead I was going to download that for Zach actually because we watched it together because it's kind of a classic Mickey Mouse feel but it's really really quite sinister mmm in a, in a strange, old, animated kind of way. Yeah. And the boss fights look pretty epic. I'm, I'm curious to fight it, to play the game. I'm not sure I'm curious to watch it on telly.
1: It's a Netflix series
0: again. Yeah.
1: Netflix are most of these, by the yeah. way. And I just want to point out, we're not sponsored by them. It just happens that Netflix seemed to have gone... Let's Why make not? some
0: computer game adaptations. because yeah. we've done everything else. Yeah,
1: and they've done a few successfully already. Like we pointed out with Castlevania, that was considered to be successful anime for them. Witcher, they've, they've had a lot of
0: uh, Witcher uh, was good. That wasn't a computer game adaptation. No, it's a, but, it's it, a, but it, it was
1: true. It's the book adaption yeah, but still a but very successful. Um, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. So again, announced last year, uh, original anime I, series I, set I, in I Cyberpunk.
0: Tell, I, I'm curious as to that because I've never played Cyberpunk because it got such bad press when it came out. Yeah. But it's an epic game. I, I I could see myself watching that and then deciding to play the game. Well
1: it's kind of like Blade Runner but anime and mm. I'm into that concept. So I'm yeah. going and Cyberpunk is a concept again, saying that it's based on a video game is a bit of cop out because we know it's based on the books around Cyberpunk, not not the game. But they but they've made the connection that it is a is actually connected to the video game itself, which is why we 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 I think we're fine to class this as a mm. video game yeah. version. And the next one is Devil May Cry, which is also a Japanese...
0: I never played that game.
1: No, so, so neither did I. So I, I'm not sure. It's kind of like... It's the same people that produced Castlevania. So it's based on the Capcom Capcom game Devil May Cry. It's about a demon hunter called Dante. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure. Uh, so that's stuff that's coming out. But what about things that happened in the past? Because there's been some awful, awful adaptions. Mario Brothers. Yep. Yeah. That was an aberration yeah let's face it Street Fighter I mean, that
1: was, was awesome a, that was in the 90s right so yeah with who was in that though
0: what Street Fighter yeah Jean-Claude Van Damme and Kylie Minogue hey uh, look at you yeah you see I can say it properly,
1: even now. a monkey can learn stuff
0: yeah even a monkey even, even a twitchy monkey <laughs> even a twitchy
1: monkey can learn stuff
0: there's been some other uh, movies. So there was the Tomb Raider series. Yeah, the first one was okay. The second one was pretty good.
1: There's so there's actually a team, mm. Tomb Raider's TV series coming. Is there? Yep. Ah, would you watch w- that?
0: Yeah, I would. I would watch that. There's also Fallout. If it was more like the more modern move, uh, uh, the more modern movies rather than the old ones with Angelina would, Joanie, yeah, Jolie. Yeah,
1: I, I, I would. I would assume
0: so. Yeah, There's something she, a little bit more gritty. A little bit. She's yeah.
1: just a great warrior who happens to be an archaeologist she's like a female in Jana jones yeah i'd watch that 100%. yeah I, I would too yeah i feel like they played up the sexiness too much in the original angelina Jolie yeah, rooms, which sounds weird but it was it was very sexist in the sense that it was very much just about her being hot and doing stuff and crawling under things And i'm like yeah that's all good and fun but mm. the reality is those rebooted games which then spawned the rebooted movies mm. We're actually just about a really cool chick who happened to be like Indiana Jones yeah. and did cool stuff, and yeah. I'm well into that. Yeah. So if they ma- can make that into a successful TV show, I'm into Fallout coming to Amazon.
0: I'm I'm interested in that because yeah. the Fallout story is pretty good.
1: Oh yes, I agree. I'll Tell you
0: what, else is begging for a movie or a TV series? Half Life. Yeah, so that's see. interesting, right? It's actually He's not begging for it's, it. It's you know? it's
1: not on any of the lists that have come out. Hey, well, it's there. It's
0: such a precious precious commodity yeah half-life yeah you know that that on its own makes sierra probably worth a billion dollars on its own right it's such a sacred thing in the gaming industry and the gaming industry is worth a lot yeah well sierra
1: just published uh half-life we should probably point out it's valve
0: oh well, valve yeah Yeah. sorry that's okay you can gabe
1: gabe newell doesn't care he's a generous (laughs) man he doesn't care that you just said that his his baby his creation was made by sierra He'll be happy
0: okay, with that. We'll edit. I'll, I'll edit out.
1: No! <laughs> we have to keep that in because I know people at Valve, so I will hundred percent need to tell them that you think the Half-Life Two was made by Sierra, which is like glaring at me I now, will... like I killed one of his children. I didn't, and this—the only reason why he's so upset is because he loves Half-Life Two with a passion that I've seldom seen in another human being.
0: Oh, that's not true. Actually, I think no, there a are a thing. lot of people who love Half-Life more than me. Oh, Do you? you know, yeah, there are. I've never completed it. There are people who play it all the time. Yeah, this is true. I but think you, I got about two thirds of the way it. But you
1: talk about it more than like any yeah. of my other
0: friends, though. Because yeah.
1: you were immersed in the world, right? You did love, genuinely yeah. love well, that, Half-Life. that's the
0: special thing about Half-Life. It felt like you were immersed in a really strong story because it was one of the first games that put you in the situation And you're having conversations and you're doing banal stuff before you cause the end of the world and then you have to fight all these aliens, right? So it's, it's almost cinematic, but you're in it. Yeah, and it it surprises me that no one's taken advantage of that and tried to do a movie. I'm kind of glad that they haven't done I'm, a movie I'm or a TV it, series. I'm wondering
1: if it's uh, my view on that would be it's probably been pitched, but Gabe's too smart. So the guy who's actually mm. the owner of Valve. who he lives in New Zealand now, by the way, and is like a multi-billionaire. Yeah, and and got stuck here during COVID lockdown, and then has decided to become a resident and now just lives here. So yeah. thanks, Gabe. That's <laughs> awesome. We love that you're here. I think he's just too precious about his properties in a good way like he's yeah. just he wants to control control the image of them because, you know, there are some other titles that are coming. Like, so there's a Last of Us TV show coming to HBO?
0: Yeah, I'm not so interested in that, actually. I think the problem for me is Last of Us is so dark. I, I'm at a point in my life where I want to watch more uplifting TV because... Yeah, well, the world's quite dark right now. shit. Yeah, the pandemics. world's burning. Give us more positive stuff Climate we can enjoy. change. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I want to escape. I don't want to have a zombie apocalypse every five minutes on, on the TV because... It's happening in real life.
1: And you know what? You've made a really good call there. I think the risk they run is being too close to The Walking Dead. And I think there's a bit of fatigue. Zombies have been
0: done. It's a
1: bit of a fatigue thing, right?
0: Yeah. And Uh, I am legend. and Yep. I agree. So I think that World War Z. I,
1: will I tune in? World War Z. Again, I, I'm I'm review I'm I'm a little bit of a review based person still, which I don't mm. know if that cites my age or not. But like I might be willing to give an episode or two a go if it gets really good reviews. There's some good actors in there, although it is a bit weird. Do you know who's playing um, the main lead? So do you know who's actually playing Joel?
0: I have absolutely no interest. It's so Pedro. No.
1: It's Pedro Pascal, The Mandalorian. Really? Yeah. Okay. That was my. I reaction. do
0: like him, but
1: is he Joel though? Like Joel looks more like a Nathan Drakey kind of. You know. He's, yeah. Is that Pedro Pascal? Like, like well, imagine him with yeah, his Mandalorian helmet can, off. I,
0: well, actors can be different people, right? Yeah. That's, that's the whole point of acting. So I, I'm just not excited about the whole concept of another zombie apocalypse. And, you know, I like, I think I like Pedro. Enough. He was great in Game of Thrones. I know he didn't have a big part, but he was great in it, actually. He played that part really well. Oh, yeah. And the Mandalorian, you know, he's, he's got a difficult gig there because he's got a helmet on all the time. Yeah. But he's he does well there.
1: Yeah, he does. Apparently he said he doesn't like the he he helmet and he wants to do more shooting without the helmet on. Oh, of
0: course he does, because no annoying. one can see his face. Yeah. <laughs> and that's probably worked as well. And right? he probably
1: finds it really annoying. All I can say is keep the helmet on, mate, because I'm not... As interested when I see his face as I want to see the helmet.
0: <laughs> rude but true. You are so rude. I am. Splinter I just, Cell.
1: Splinter Cell was coming in as a TV show. Again, animated. Okay. Yeah, animated again. Okay. Most of these are animated, and I think we know the reason. Why do you think all of the like out of all these shows that are coming, there's tons we haven't mentioned. Why do you think most of them are animated?
0: Because it's cheaper to, yeah. <laughs>
1: to make. Mm. And this is my this <laughs> is my worry, right? Because it looks like Netflix in particular have taken a punt on anime styled video game TV shows mm-hmm. and I guess my question is is there is there a chance that this transcends into dampening the legacy of the games themselves no you don't think so no not at all that at least is good right right, right. because I, I still, hate them I TV
0: think uh, I didn't hate the Doom movie with the Rockin Dwayne oh yeah uh, I actually no, quite I agree. liked the movie I thought it was I thought it was okay. quite good yeah but if you were an absolute purist, you go, oh, it's a great game, Doom, and they, they've made this rubbish movie, and the movie's yeah. dated, right? Yeah. But actually, I don't think, if you've got a a fairly average movie and yep. a cracking game, it doesn't diminish the game at all. No, I good. don't love Mario Brothers any less because of the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. I, I just... Do you think... two very different things to me.
1: But is it because we've experienced the games first? So if you think of a generation, let's look at a generation that's not you and me. Hmm hard as that might be if your first introduction would have been Super Mario Brothers the movie mm. and somebody said hey I've got Super Mario Brothers the game would you have been gagging to play it
0: I don't think that's happened to anyone in the history of the world though. Because not no, that example but you know no, what I mean like yep, it could happen no, with Splinter Cell no dad's going to gonna or... go to the kids oh I've got a great movie for you to watch here or, or, Super or Mario or Mom. Brothers or mum yeah here's Super Mario Brothers they've made some games about it do you want to play it no <laughs> one's going to say that they're going to stick them in front of a Nintendo and say Super Mario Odyssey
1: but you're wow. assuming gaming parents what if it's people who have Netflix don't game and they put them in front of I don't know The Last of Us or Splinter Cell I mean if, they, if it's The Last no, of Us no those one's children will be put a their huge kids for of life of Last of Us, but there's right? also like Sonic the Hedgehog uh, TV shows and yeah. all that kind of stuff so the you, Mario
0: TV show was rubbish I never saw the Sonic one it yeah,
1: was so you, you don't reckon there's a risk there that people who are not into the games introduce them first to that kind of cartoons and then the kids end up hating the cartoon and therefore hating the games
0: no
1: okay well that's good because no, I'm don't actually because right, I, I think, am I get a little bit worried about the adaptation scene in general okay just because it's done so poorly can so I, far can
0: I just say I think you're over analyzing this yeah I might be <laughs> it's the movies are a commercial mechanism of making more money and sweating and assets and I don't think anyone if someone made a rubbish film of Half-Life tomorrow I'd be annoyed But it wouldn't stop me loving Half-Life or Half-Life 2.
1: But that's why I was talking about a new generation, not you. Because I think that's Mm. true for our generation with properties we know. My point is coming in blank with no no knowledge.
0: If someone made a rubbish film of Ghost of Tsushima, I don't think I would like Ghost of Tsushima less. I'd still love it.
1: But that's still talking about you. We're talking about somebody who hasn't been introduced to the video game at all. If we think about who they're targeted at, let's be honest it's not a children age yeah most
0: most of the things that you've just rattled off show how mature the gaming industry is now because it is mainstream gritty adult stuff
1: and and look we can dispel a myth right now apart
0: uh, from Angry Birds if
1: if we look at yeah you're right Mm -hmm. yeah you're right that was actually there's also Sonic the Hedgehog TV series coming apparently again oh
0: is there yep yeah. um but the movie was actually pretty good i, liked I the enjoyed movie. it i really yeah. enjoyed the movie i thought yeah. it was really good there's a second one coming by i right. know i loved it and the second
1: movie oh my god who jim carrey was who brilliant. have they cast as i can't remember now we'll have to figure it out but once it comes out we'll talk about it more but one of the new bad guys in it is is also one of a great actor who's going to be in as well which is fascinating yeah. Just to kind of talking about this, which is obviously it's very much nostalgia-driven TV shows for our generation. That's actually what's happening. But there's a reason for it. And as much as we'd love to think, and this has been the case for the last 10 to 15 years. And I know this because I had to do the data research for some previous work I did. What do you think the average gaming age in New Zealand is currently? And we're talking about New Zealand. This is actually kind of global. But in New Zealand in particular is where we are. So. 36. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Am I? It's about. It's about. It's between thirty and thirty-six. It's gone up a bit <laughs> since since the last time I would know. Yeah. But the last count outed the average age was about twenty-three. Oh, sorry, 33. thirty-three. Thirty-three as a gamer. Yeah. And game purchases but are about forty. How
0: do you define 40- a gamer though? Because I define a gamer as anyone who plays games regularly. So they could be on their mobile phone.
1: And, and they did so yeah. the, the way that they defined it when they do their reports in New Zealand is anybody who interacts with game and they, what they do is they talk more about like sessions so if yeah. you do more than once a week I think you are okay. it a gamer and there's this myth about it being kids mm. and it's not about kids I'm not saying that kids don't game I'm mm. just saying there are a lot of us out. everyone games exactly
0: yeah. that's exactly everyone it everyone games parents apart game, from boomers no one likes them
1: no exactly I mean I would love to say that my parents were gamers because they brought me into the world and I'm an avid gamer but neither mum or dad give gaming even like a cursory interest. Mm. Yep. So look so I think from this segment, I guess my big question to you here was in general, do the things that I've talked about whet your appetite to watch them? Or are you kinda of, would you be kind of okay to skip them?
0: And I think it's a nuanced no answer. Yeah. And to be honest, if the game's got a good story, I'll watch the T V show. Yeah. If it hasn't got a good story, then I won't. So mm. Bubble bubble, I'm not gonna watch that TV show. Pac-Man, I'm not gonna watch that TV show. The Last of Us, maybe if it's got a good story. You know what's really
1: funny? Pac-Man did have a TV show. I know, animated it was rubbish. On. Yeah, it was really weird because it all had legs and arms and they were running yeah. around and it was, it it was, was not. It was not good.
0: But if they did Half-Life, I'd be there tomorrow. Yeah, because it's got a great story. Yeah. So look,
1: uh, if you've got any comments of your own, any. Any, any kind of thoughts on this? Uh, if you agree with Richie, if you're worried about the future of the generations being introduced to video games characters, kind of like how some kids get introduced to Star Wars through the Phantom Menace. <laughs> and feel free to comment on that as well if you don't agree. Uh, <laughs> sign off, let us know. Yeah. But I think we can say that, look, there are some shows that are going to come out over the next year or two that we might watch. Mm. But in general, unless they've got an interesting plot in the game itself, we're not that keen on the adaptations yeah. either.
0: So far, yeah. So, if you want to give us any feedback, provide any comments, or grossly disagree with us, then ping us on Twitter at expiredxp or on Instagram at expiredxp or at Facebook at expiredxp. That sounds so logical; it's almost silly. Um, it does, doesn't it? It's like it's almost we came up with a name and then Just figured put out it what out was there. available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on us. <laughs> Good on us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm looking forward to this, man. Like, right. I'm excited to hear about what memory you're going
0: to bring out today. Okay, so I have a piece of music to play for you. I should oh, have yeah, nice. this up, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So this is the music to the game. That is hectic, man. It's mental, isn't it? It's
1: quite common. It's, it's, I'll, I'll say it sounds quite arcanoid or like a... It mm. sounds like. So if I'm if I'm going to guess what type of game this was based on the music, which is tough with C64. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm feeling like a, a like a spacey game. Okay. I, I'm feeling something where I'm flying around and shooting stuff. That's my feeling. I'm
0: getting. Okay, kind of so that's quite close. That's quite close. Okay that is very close. So one of the things that I've noticed about Commodore 64 games is the early games always used to have quite good music and quite frenetic music. Yeah. And I think that's because people at that point were better at using and making music on the system than actually flexing all the tricks to develop the actual complexity of games, right? Yeah. So that's why I think some of the music was great first and season. Well, four. I think I think also it was um, like um re- reading a bit
1: about because it's really funny how you can know something really well but then really not know it when you when you kind of go through its history and i was reading about how they were kind of trying to market themselves and the things that really stood out with the commodore when it came out one of the things was the sound card the the mm. ability that they yeah. had to make sound which was a, a lot better yeah. than uh, the competing system so i wonder if it was also something that they found great joy in the people who were creating the games mm. That they actually could create some cool music that probably even surprised them. So it became like yeah. the crowning well, achievement was creating some cool tune. And then like, let's write a game that kind of works for this
0: music. <laughs> so if we go back to the game, right, you were quite close okay. in your guess. Okay. So it's not a space game. Okay. Damn. But you are kind of flying around and doing stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah. So this I'll game came out yep.
0: in 1987. Ooh. It was developed Good by year. Ocean.
1: Yep, love that company.
0: And uh, most of the games that I bought around that time for Commodore 64 were either Ocean or Codemasters. Okay, yeah. yeah? And this was designed by Sensible Software, which was like a, a it, brother oh. duo. Did they do
1: Sensible Software?
0: Uh, yes, they did, yeah. I believe. Makes sense. Um, so what else happened in 1987, right? Yeah. To, to put the context, right? There was Black Monday. Yeah. So there was the crash. Yeah. The huge crash. There was a Unabomber. The Legend of Zelda. Did any of those two affect you as a child, you reckon?
1: Did you even know that was going on?
0: I remember watching uh, Black Monday on the TV. I was at my grand's house when it happened. Okay. And it was pretty mental. Yeah. Unibonra, I knew nothing about. Yeah, I don't think I knew at that stage either. um, The Legend of Zelda came out. Yeah. It was released in North America. Didn't know anything about that at that point. No. Because the NES wasn't really out in the UK at that point. Same in Sweden prozac debuts in the usa didn't know about that yeah um from a music point of view you had walk like an egyptian oh god yes i want to dance with somebody nice classic good faith george michael okay yeah which is pretty cool star trek the next generation came out that year that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon.
1: Yeah. And how good is that? Yeah. How good is the Teenage Mutant Ninja? So 87, I. It, it's a rock star year, I
0: feel. It, it's pretty good year. Um, Fatal Attraction, Good Morning Vietnam, and Predator also came out those years. So. And you love Predator. Yeah, I do. I'm a big fan of Predator. It's pretty good. So the game's called Whizball. Whizball? Have okay. you ever heard of it? I am not percent sure. No. Um,
1: I mean, I played a lot of the f- kind of fringe ones as well, but I think they were very much mm. like insert into the tape deck slash disc drive later on. Yeah. Have a little bit of a hoon, but if, I did, it did, if it didn't cap- capture me immediately, I think I kind of just yeah. discarded it. Got another
0: There's some complexities to the game, um, which didn't make it immediately accessible. Um, one of the biggest barriers for me playing it was the tape would not always load. Great. Um, and... Uh, it was a game that me and my sister played. Yeah. And um, we really liked it, but we knew that it would never bloody load. And some days I'd just, I'd I'd, I'd lose it and I'd spend half a day trying to load did it. Did you
1: do the whole like rubbing alcohol on a Q-tip to try to clean the tape heads and all of that kind of stuff? No. Because I remember I did. No, I uh,
0: licked the finger and rubbed it. Oh, I great. Well, alcohol. so you made it worse. Yeah, I probably made it worse. Yeah. But there was definitely something wrong with this tape, but it did load sometimes. And when it loaded, I just left the Commodore 64 on. Yep a couple of days. Until I got bored. And the power pack used to get really hot. I I remember that as well. Um, But the premise of the game is, um, you're a wizard. Okay. um, And some evil dudes have taken colour out of the world. Um, And what you have to do is you... Yeah, yeah. They they weren't into pride. They weren't into (laughs) the rainbow, right? It was all grey and monochrome. Yeah. And you're flying around. And you're a wizard, but you're basically a ball. Yeah. Flying around. And you're shooting the bad guys. Yeah. Um, and you're shooting balloons. So the balloons are the only things of colour in the game. Okay. You shoot a balloon at night, you get this burst balloon. Yeah. Then you have a pet cat. And your pet cat flies around and picks up the balloon. Can I ask, does a cat look like a cat? No, the cat is a, just a smaller ball. Okay. Great. Yeah. A lot of imagination. Doesn't at all... When I first started playing the game, I had no idea there was a wizard involved... Yeah. ...or a cat...
1: Did you, was it in, no. had you bought it? Was it an original? Did it you come came,
0: with, it came with a Commodore 64.
1: Okay. Yeah. So did it have cover art and stuff?
0: It had cover art and on the cover there was a wizard. Cause this is what I love. Cauldron.
1: Commodore, like these days they actually, they'll just use box art from the game cause yeah. the game looks so bloody good. But what I loved about it then was you had to have a lot of imagination. It was a little mm. bit like Dungeons and Dragons, but just like one step up. Yeah. So then like, just go with it. This ball is a wizard and this tiny ball is a cat. And yeah. you were quite happy to... I mean, to, be, to your point, though, you didn't know that it's, at the time. Yeah. Did you ever find, figure out the plot when you were playing it? Or is um, it now when you did research? It's you when went, I did oh, research I was a we
0: understood, right? So yeah. at the time, there was no kind of manual or documentation because it's just one of the pre-packed games. Yeah. Um, but we kind of got the premise of the game, which was you had to shoot the balloons and get the colour. Yeah. And basically, you got a balloon and it filled up your cauldron a little bit. When okay. you filled your cauldron up to the top, suddenly the level would change and that colour would be added to the level. Oh. And the more of the balloons you got, the more of uh, different colours, the more you introduce colour back into the world. Okay, that's cool. Now, there are some things about the game which um, are really quite interesting from a complexity point of view. It's a very... It sounds like a simple game, but it's quite complex because... He has to say
1: this. So I just want to point this out. Of course
0: he has to say it's complex because he played it. Yes, I did. Uh, but looking back there's a whole lot of things that this did which no other Commodore 64 game did oh, yeah. and actually it was quite innovative and you would say it was it was still quite innovative now so it was a two player game okay yeah but um, when you play it two player player two isn't actually in the game because player two's the cat oh, and the way man. you get the cat is by doing power ups ah so I used to play this with my sister yep Sometimes I'd be the wizard, sometimes she'd be the cat. Oh, that's nice. At least talk. you shared. We, we did share and we swapped. And we, we, I think she preferred being the cat, but I might be wrong. I'd have to ask her. Um, but what you have to do is you have to shoot a set of bad guys to get a power-up. Yeah. And at the top, there was an icon and you could stack your power-ups and work out which power-up you wanted. And you're a bouncing ball until you get a power up and then you can change your trajectory when you're bouncing then you get another power up and then you can move around okay without bouncing do you do that or do you bring player 2 into the game sooner by getting the third power up which introduces the cat and the cat can shoot bad guys as well yeah once you've done that they can fly around as well and get the balloons um uh, but they're not actually in the game until you've actually powered them up. So player two's just sat there waiting for you to decide to introduce them to the game. That's great. And they've got to frantically run around and or fly around and work out. So what, what did you choose
1: do. then, as a kid? Because I would I would have argued. Did you Did you usually try to get your sister in as quickly as possible, or, um, or the other way way around? Or? I
0: would. So normally, what I do is um, when you first start the game, you're a bouncing ball on your trajectory. In your bounce was set, and that made it really hard to steer. So normally, you do one power up, which would allow you to change direction in the air, although you'd still be bouncing. Then you'd get the cat. Now, the reason I'd do that is my sister would bugger off, and she wouldn't really be interested in playing the game yeah. if I, unless I brought her in as soon as possible, and yeah. vice versa as well, right? I wouldn't, I, you know, I'd be shouting out at her and having a go at her if yeah, she yeah. in as soon as possible. But the problem with the cat is the cat could also get hurt and then you'd have to bring them back into the game as well so if the cat flies into a balloon it goes um. and then starts to hurt so it's a really interesting dynamic um, most games that I'd played you know you're a two player and, and player two was a carbon copy of player one and you were trying to do the same thing but in this game you had different roles Yeah, which is really quite interesting Yeah, um, the game was quite hard but it wasn't too hard And yet did you clock you had, it? Did you, did you complete it? no Okay. Never completed. It got close, yeah. but then ran out of working out where I needed to go. Oh, you yeah. get three lives. Back in back in the day, you only ever had three lives in yeah. all the games that you get. Yeah. One life or three lives. Um, and it's quite brutal only having three lives.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was... I don't know. It would be great to talk to someone more about the choices made for things like that. If it was literally to make it harder so that you didn't complete the game too quickly... Yeah. I think a few games definitely employed that where they literally mm. were just trying to make sure that the game wasn't so easy that you would complete it too early and feel like you didn't get your money's worth. Yeah. But I think there's a balance there between play, the playability and I guess today it's quite funny because you still have games that will kill you either repeatedly mm. like and and that is almost the the theme of the game. Yeah. You know where the whole point is that you just go in and you get absolutely
0: slaughtered. Like Team Fortress
1: yeah, or mm. uh, the Dark Souls or whatever it's mm. called, you know, where it's there, it's like rinse, repeat. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. You're gonna die, and you kind yeah. of it's just kind of part of it. If you get really great at it, which I n- I never have had any <laughs> hint of wanting to do, but if uh, those games are just not for me, and I think mm. I found the same with the, with the Commodore sixty four. Maybe it's like traumatized from my childhood, but I think I was more drawn to games where I didn't immediately die and start back at the beginning yeah. again.
0: Yeah. I think
1: that was one thing the, that I realized quickly. The thing quickly. that
0: put me off. Games on Commodore sixty four where you died and you have to wait thirty minutes for the tape to reload. Yeah, look, and not even. And then like... you play for thirty seconds and die.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and look, it's not even yeah. just. I mean, um, so I was telling you because I was, I was, I've been playing a few different ones, but. Um, I was playing um, Defenders of the Crown. And mm. it's like, it's not that you... or I guess you technically die, but it's a game over. But the thing is, same thing. Like, it doesn't really matter if the character dies or if the game ends. But some of them are exactly that. you I think I played about five minutes. Everybody mm. just rushed me, took over my, my mm. little area of, <laughs> of England. And then it's like, okay, back to flop, flipping the disc over, starting, starting the game again, up yeah. again.
0: You see, you didn't have any of that in Whizball. And the great thing about Whizball is... You got a Bill and Ted guitar solo oh, yeah. when you died.
1: Okay, that's nice. And
0: it, that was a really nice touch. And it sounded like a synth guitar solo. I'll I'll play you a a little snippet of it. Um,
1: Should we point out the fact that there are animal noises once in a while here, which is due to yeah. the fact that I have a menagerie of pets. And they're probably going to once in a while end up on this, I'd argue. Yeah. Right now, I've got a big fat cat who's like ensconced himself on his older sister for reasons that are unknown well he's basically just trying to lie in her bed and she's not having it so now she's leaving so she gave up so that was game over for her
0: that is game over we should play her guitar solo
1: yeah she had she had one life and it's gone so how does it what does this guitar solo sound like Uh,
0: I I thought I recorded a clip of it Um, but it was Bill and Ted is that what you're saying it was very Bill and Ted do uh, do you know anything
1: more about the developers Um, the guys who made it I don't
0: here we go no, that's was that not. That's not it? Uh, so that's the intro Oh, that was the intro. Um, I don't know anything about the developers actually. Yeah, I've not done research into that. Um, uh, I think I last week I read a Wikipedia page on it, but it's gone.
1: It is quite. It is what? quite funny how I've realised as well as I mean, o- Ocean is Ocean. They're mm. you know known, but uh, a lot of the um, game developers that I've found were completely unknown to me. I always assumed they were big studios, no. and they might have been at the time, yeah. but they were more like Most one or two them, man.
0: Were brothers hobbyists. or two men yeah, hobbyists, exactly. right? So um, one of the games that I was going to talk about, one of them did the coding and the other one did the graphics and the music. Yeah. Yeah. And they started a company. Yeah. And, and, know, a, and I think you're right. I think a lot of them were like that. It's like YouTubers today, right? Yeah. They were the frontier yeah. and they made millions from it. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. It is. It's amazing.
1: And, it, and, it's, mm. and it's interesting to see. I mean, obviously not all of them became millionaires and... Uh, and some of them had massively successful games that still didn't necessarily equate to massive amounts of money. But mm. I think a lot of the companies did, in the end, get bought up yeah. by bigger studios because they did know what they did, and a lot of them became icons. Mm. You know, uh, we've talked about you know Sid Meier, obviously yeah. you know, a great hero of people. Uh, Ron Gilbert, um, you know, all of these old school,
0: uh, mm. No Bushnell. It'd be interesting to do a family chart, a family tree so
1: yeah of the developers that existed
0: then where they went completely random but white snake there's a white snake chart right of all the different people who've been in white snake and deep purple yeah there's like something like 50 people that have been across those two bands it's ridiculous but you could do something like that and trace trace back current kind of houses and skills all the way back yeah totally that'd be quite interesting to see how it's flown through but yeah, that was Wizball, right? Yeah. That was Wizball. Big part of my. Um, any particular memories memory. from it,
1: like with playing with your sister? Any moments you remember in particular?
0: My, no, not any specific moments. I, I remember actually twigging that there were more than one colours. Discovering the two player um, dynamic to it was a big deal. And the fact that it's one of the only games that me and my sister enjoyed playing together. Yeah. And I think that's because it was a true co op and it wasn't really fighting. Yeah. Um, and, um, often playing games, it'd be me and Esther taking turns yeah. uh, for two player. And this was something where we had a different role and we had to work together and we got incredibly frustrated with each other, but we did that anyway because we're brother and sister. Yeah. But fair enough. What's the age gap between you two? Two years. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. You would have been yeah. each other's throats.
0: Oh yeah, totally. But I was kind of more proficient at computer games cause I spent more time playing them. Yeah. And Esther had less interest. Humble brag.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Humble brag, um, and Esther had less uh, interest in them. Yeah. But this is something that we both enjoyed, which was good.
1: Yeah, see, yeah. I, we had... My sister was seven years younger than me, so we've got a way bigger age gap. So oh, yeah. she was That's never really... Like, yeah. it was... I, I was kind of way... Of playing different... Yeah. Kind of... Mm-hmm. On different consoles and stuff. And she... I don't think she ever really was interested in any of it. I don't think she was ever interested mm-hmm. in it. I mean, we yeah. played D&D, and we played you know, Commodore 64, and then the Amiga, and all kinds of stuff. I think it was just a little bit too much kind of like things you had to do to get it going as well mm. which she probably wouldn't have been that keen on for herself like if we'd had a I think if we would have had a Nintendo and she could just pop in a cartridge she might have played yeah but I think you know the Commodore took a bit of
0: uh, S definitely had the um, definitely had the patience for it yeah she, I think she had the patience for the games I don't think she had the patience for me <laughs> oh yeah well that's fair enough I fucking know just fair enough can't blame, yeah. her. Can't blame her for that no all. yeah okay cool job done whizball Go and play it. You can play it online without having to download any emulators. Just Google it and you'll find it um, and play it. It's good fun. Thanks for listening, everyone. Next week, we're going to have a streaming update where we explore the technical complexity of streaming and also some other fun aspects. We're also going to cook up a plan for what we're going to stream and when we're going to stream it. I'm trying to get useless Viking to be interested, but he's resisting me. We're also going to talk about Sid Meier's classic game called Pirates, which is a precursor to Civilization and a fantastic game that Pete really, really loves. Until next time, see you soon.